Inside the Hashes. This is the Air It Out podcast. I am joined by none other than our CEO in the flesh, Jerome Jones, and our Inside the Hashes analyst, Christopher Thomas. Everybody say what up. What's up? What up? What's going on, fellas? going on, man? Listen, we had a wonderful, wonderful weekend of cold here in New Jersey. Too cold. And it was really, really, really tough to watch the Pro Bowl and see how warm those guys look prior to the game. You know, there's a little bit of rain, but they're still probably warmer than it was here. So I'm not going to be mad at those guys at all. With that being said, the Pro Bowl, what, I mean, let's just, let's just jump right into it. What do you guys think? Like, what do you guys think? Some people think we should just do away with it. Some people think that it's, it, it is fun. Some people think that it's a good time for the guys. You know, some people think that it should go back to Hawaii and get it out of Orlando. What do you guys think? Let's, let's get your thoughts. Jerome, what do you feel about it, man? I honestly think at this point, the way it's looking, um, I honestly didn't have the chance to watch the entire Pro Bowl. I was on my way back from the Senior Bowl. But uh, as far as I heard and looking at what the years prior were, um, I, I, I honestly think that we should just, like, get rid of it. Just give them the Pro Bowl title, give them some money, and then just be done with it. Nobody really cares. Nobody really watches anymore. Um, you know, like I said, I was on the airport. I had access to watch it, but, you know, I didn't really want to. Um, I, I think that's, like, most of America, and you could tell by the way these guys are playing. And I think – it's not just, you know, the fans that are feeling like the Pro Bowls is not, and they're not feeling it either. And if the guys are not into it, why should we be? And, you know, I feel like it's just it's just a waste of time now at this point. Okay, very, very interesting perspective. Chris, what do you feel, man? I feel like every single year it, they find a way to take away the physicality of it. I mean, as of right now, it's just glorified flag football. And it's really not fun anymore. I mean, there was a few fun things that they did, like lining up Alvin Kamara and Zeke Elliott as defensive linemen. I think that was pretty cool. But other than that, it was just a big three-hour waste of time. No one takes the game seriously. And it was just an eyesore to watch. So it, maybe it should probably go to Hawaii or maybe I should – or maybe a better suggestion is just, just – why don't you just make a flag football then? Just probably get like the seven best guys on the NFC side and have like a tournament. Have like the three quarterbacks from the NFC, three quarterbacks from the AFC. They pick and choose the guys who they want for their seven on seven flag football team and just do a tournament like that. Hmm, that's a very, very, very interesting perspective. I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. I mean, I think you know, for me, it, it is a situation where it is kind of a adult, adult weekend. I think that the players, like, as far as playing in the game, I don't think they really care. I think, you know, they all know it's, it's for fun and everything like that. Some come to compete and everything, but even that competition level isn't really high. I think it's a situation where, you know, they're, they're able to, you know, bring their families out because, you know, obviously they're in an off-season now. So it's a way to spend some time in Orlando with their families um, to kind of kick off their off-season and, you know, their vacationing time. So... I mean, I, I understand that. And I do like the fact that they brought up the skills challenge. I, I enjoy the skills challenge. That is something that I yeah, think. Yeah, that's a good touch. That is, I think that's yeah, a good that's touch. Good. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty dope. So I think they should keep that. Um, I like that. I like the whole, you know, make it a weekend type thing, you know, 
like All Star Weekend. So I, I, I like that, but at the same time, I agree with you guys, man. I think that the Pro Bowl in its in and of itself is pretty dead, and I think that they should probably, you know, do away with the game. I mean, there's potential for injury for absolutely no reason. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not like the preseason where I, I don't think they should get rid of the preseason because I do believe that football you need a tune up. But this is the end of the season; nobody needs to tune up. You don't. I mean, it's, it's pointless. And if you got somebody who comes in flying like a missile, like Sean Taylor did, you know, on that punter that one year, I mean, that kid, I mean, you know, thank God he got up, but, you know, a lot of these guys, they're not playing hard. So if somebody comes in and is playing hard, you know, it's, it's, it's a high potential for injury, especially because the ratings aren't, you know, the, it's not like the ratings are high. And, you know, to Jerome's point, it's not like people are even think like really thinking about it and saying, oh, I can't miss it. Like, oh, I'm in the airport. Ah, who cares if I miss it or not? Maybe yeah. I'll stream it. But, um, no, I agree with you guys, man. I think I think it, it should definitely be something, you know, that, that they should probably think about doing away with. However, Chris, that's a really good idea. I would love to see that, you know, three three quarterbacks, um, you know, three teams from the NFC, and then they pick their guys, like kind of like, like drafting their guys and different things like that. That would be pretty cool. And then, you know, on the other side, and then, you know, playing like a flag tournament, that would actually be pretty, pretty dope. That's that's something I would definitely like to see. See who kind of comes away with the, the top shot. I mean, and that that's really a, a great way to prove your worth as a quarterback, you know, um, and as a, as a skill position guy, um, show off show off the things that you can do. So I definitely agree with that. With that being said, uh, you know, the NFL honors is, is going on, and, and, and we we know we know in our heads kind of who we have set as certain, um, have, have already set throughout the regular season as far as uh, awards go. Um, but with that being said, who do you guys, if you had to change one thing about the NFL, or if there's an award that you would like to add, what would it be, Chris? I'll start with you. With you. I think well, let, let, let's, let's start with your picks. Who you got? Um... Coach of the year, I have Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears winning it. Um, I think I think what Nagy was doing in Chicago was similar to what Sean McVay did last year. He took over uh, a he took over a very decent roster, and he implemented a new offensive scheme that uh, wielded him pretty good results. And ironically enough, they actually finished in the same place that they that uh, Sean McVay did in his first year. Um, so Matt Nagy's my co- uh, pick for coach of the year. Rookie of the year is Baker Mayfield. Um, I love Saquon. I love what he was able to do. But, but when Baker was, but when Baker was able to start, and especially when Hugh Jackson got fired, the not only his numbers started to take off, but the team's success and the confidence also took off with them. And they were just one game away from finishing with their first um, record with a, with a winning record in almost ten years. So I think Baker's impact was a lot bigger than Shaquan Barkley. So that's more swayed my pick for um, offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Derwin James. I absolutely love Derwin James. I loved him coming out of Florida State. I said he was going to use my uh, draft rookie of the year. When I was like, whatever team is going to go to is going to win rookie of the year. And he went with the Chargers. He turn that uh, very good Charger secondary into one of the best in the league. He literally does everything for your team. He goes back in coverage. He can hit. He can go after the quarterback. He can play a run support. He can play a pass support. He can also play the passing game as well. I just love what Derwin James brings to the table. 
Defensive Player of the Year, it's no doubt it's Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has just been on, on a completely other level on his own. He's in the league of his own. So I think it's not even going to be close. I think it's just going to be unanimous. Offensive Player of the Year, I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to have to go with Todd Gurley. Um, the, the entire stretch of him having all those games with um, at least one touchdown score. And let's be honest, running backs, running backs rarely win MVPs. So I'm, I'm just going to give a, I just want to at least give appreciation to Tiger early on that one. And MVP, um, I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Three players in NFL history has thrown for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns in the season. This is Patrick Mahomes true rookie year, his second year. And, He's the third quarterback to ever do it. So I wanted to say Drew Brees, but the, especially going down the stretch during those last five games, um, it kind of swayed my opinion more to Patrick Mahomes because he had to do – because more of it had to lean more on his shoulders for him to do, and Mahomes was still up to task for it. And as far as uh, an award to add, um, let's let's add an award for the most forgotten people on the field, uh, offensive linemen – uh, offensive lines, best offensive lines for the for the year. They rarely get any recognition. Uh, Quentin Nelson, if they actually paid attention to me, Quentin Nelson would have been my rookie of the year pick, but because of the fact that he's not a skilled position guy, like throwing touchdowns has like Baker Mayfield or spectacular runs and hurdles like Saquon Barkley, he's not really going to get that much consideration. So let's show the linemen some love and just add an award for linemen. I like it. I like it. I like it. And uh, I'm, I'm not mad at I'm not mad at the picks either. Uh, who Jerome? So let's let's go to you. Start with your picks, and then let's go with a, a, an award that you would like to see. Uh, you know, the committee at. So um, at Coach of the Year, I was gonna say Sean McVay, um, but the fact that they added so many pieces to that team, I'm gonna go with um, Nagy just as well with um, Chris. Um, Nagy really. Changed that organization. Um, you know, they added one big piece on defense. Yes, but for the most part, he made that offense look really, really good this year. The offensive scheme kept them in a couple of games, actually, um, this year. They didn't have to do much, but um, the schemes and everything, I, I like how the scheme went. They, he really utilized um, Tariq Cohen. So uh, I, I, I think I'm going to give it to him. It was close between him. Sean and um, Andy. Um, the only reason I didn't give it to Andy is that, like, he kind of gets in the playoffs and loses all the time and doesn't kind of get over that hump. And they kind of like season, that. folks. Regular season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, anyway. So, um, rookie of the year offensively, I'm going to say Saquon. Um, the Giants was terrible, and he was the only bright spot on that team. I mean, the guy had over 1,000 yards with a bat off of the line. Like, you can't get better than that. No, nothing against Baker Mayfield. And, you know, I, and I actually think he will get it because he's a quarterback. And, you know, quarterbacks get special privileges. But um, that's another, you know, podcast to talk about. But, um, yeah, I, I, Saquon, like, really, you know, played very well with a terrible offensive line and um, a, on a terrible team. I mean, can you think of anybody else that played better than him on the Giants? No, you can't. So, I, I would say I would say Saquon. Um, defensively, um, 
Darius Leonard is it, close between Darius Leonard and um, Darwin James. Uh, I'm a Darwin James fan, so I'm trying not to be biased. But Darius Leonard on that defense, which nobody thought that it was a good, good defense anyway. Like, that defense don't have much talent. And he had, I think, um, 130 t- tackles. Like, that's ridiculous for a rookie to do. Like, and led the team, led, not only led the team, but led the league in tackles. So I'm kind of leaning f- toward Darius Leonard. Um, but I'm a, like I said, I'm a Darwin James fan. Um, you know, I'm a supporter of the Chargers. So I'm going to say Darwin, um, my personal pick will be Darwin. Um, as far as Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. Dang. I will have to go with uh, Gurley, Todd Gurley. Um, you know, he, he kind of told off at the end of the year, but he was the main reason why that team was successful. Um, you know, obviously, you know, CJ CJ Anderson in the playoff kind of like took off, but like, you know, every say it's about the regular season. So I'm going to go with Gurley with that. Um, defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, hands down. Don't need to say much about that. And MVP, again, don't need to say much about it. Patrick Mahomes. 50 touchdowns this year. Um, nobody's going to top that. MVP, unanimous, uh, him. And um, a award to add, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. You know, uh, Chris said add an offensive lineman. I'm going uh, to even push it even farther. Let's get some kickers in here, man. Kickers and punters. Punters are people too, man. Come on. Let's do this. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Definitely got to show them some love. Man. Yeah. Put them pads on your football player. Well, I wouldn't say a football player. Hey, but, if Matt yeah. Bosher can destroy uh, Keon Bonner, I mean, come on. They people, too. That was great, by the way. Yeah. Go Falcons. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm gonna go ahead and give my pick. So, initially, I wanted to go with um, Nagy. Um, then I also wanted to go with, you know, Andy Reid. Didn't I, you know, McVeigh is cool, but, you know, he just, to me, he did the same thing he did last year. Mm-hmm. Mine is actually going to be Frank Reich, man. I think what he did mm-hmm. for the Colts uh, was, was phenomenal. I think, you know, first of all, first and foremost, him not even being the guy that, you know, necessarily that the Colts wanted. Um, you know, he kind of got brought in last minute, quote unquote. Um and then, you know, he's going into the offseason not knowing whether or not he's going to have Andrew Luck or not, you know. Um, he's, he's, he's in uh, – he, he has no clue what the offensive line is going to be, you know, looking like. Um, as far as running back, you know, Frank Gore is not there, you know. it's go- and, and he's got a very young team. So, um, to be able to do what they did, to be able to, you know, to, to start very, very slow – and then to climb back in, into the, the mix of things and then win a playoff game, you know, obviously the postseason isn't, isn't considered. But just the fact that he did that and with all the uncertainty, with all the, the, the pressure, with all everything that was really like kind of mounting against him, to be able to rally that team, I'm, I'm going to have to go with um, I'm going to have to go with Frank Wright. Um, though I, I don't um, disagree or uh, completely hate the, the Nagy pick either, either because. Um, you know, what he did for the Bears was, was phenomenal. I just think that the, the Bears, in my opinion, were more of a solidified group that kind of just needed to go to the next level. Um, and I think that that, that kind of, you know, we saw that happen. We had no clue what the coach were going to be like. And 
Um, the fact that they, they, like I said, they were in the mix and, and, and got to the playoffs and, you know, did what they did was uh, phenomenal to me. Offensive player of the year, I think we all agree here. Um, you know, Ty Gurley, you know, had a phenomenal year. At first, I wouldn't say Adam Thielen, but he kind of, kind of, you know, tailed off at the end of the year because Adam Thielen was going on a stretch there for a minute where, you know, I think he set the NFL record eight straight games with over 100 yards. Um, you know, he, 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 he was having a nice little run, but kind of, you know, you know, kind of tapered off toward the end of the year, as did Todd Gurley, but I think that was more so due to, you know, injury. Adam Thielen, for all we know, didn't have too many injuries. So, um, yeah, I think we give that to Todd Gurley, defensive player of the year. Obviously, everybody's saying Aaron Donald. There's, there's no question about that. I mean, the only other people that you can say is Khalil Mack had a pretty phenomenal season. Von Miller does what Von Miller does. And, you know, J.J. Watt had a, a phenomenal year as well. Uh under the radar, actually, but he had a very, very good year. Um, but Aaron Donald, yeah, there's no, there's no way. As an interior lineman, twenty sacks, that's that's in, insane. Um, rookie of the year, I'm, I agree with uh, Jerome here, Darius Leonard, man. Um, well, I don't agree with him. He started with Darius Leonard, and then he, you know, switched on to <laughs> Derwin James because he's he's a, he's a little buster. But anyway. Um, <laughs> No, I think Darius Leonard, man. I think, like I said, you, you look at the team or even the defense around him. You look at the Chargers defense, you know, um, they were already pretty solid. You know, they had a Joey Bosa, uh, Ingram, um, uh, Casey Hayward. They had a solid – there's nobody on the coach defense. That, I, I mean, I, I I struggle to name anybody else on, the, on that defense other than Darius Leonard. He led the league in tackles as a rookie. Um, he also mm-hmm. had – and this is – I don't want to say unprecedented, but it's, it's, it's very rare – that a middle linebacker has that many sacks. He had seven sacks. Um, he had a one or, or two picks. I mean, he he flat out balled out this year, and he did it, you know, himself. You know, um, you know, people were talking about, you know, Van Der Esch and everything like that. And I think Van Der Esch was 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 good as well. But again, you look at the team that he has around him with Lawrence and Jalen Smith and you know uh, Byron Jones and different things like that. It's a situation where. Yeah, you know, I want to say it's easier to shine because some people say the lack of support that Darius Leonard had lended uh, itself to him having those numbers. But you just saw it on the film, man. The guy was all over the place. So he's my defensive rookie of the year. My rookie of the year um, on offense is, uh, you know, it's definitely Saquon Barkley. I, I definitely had a tough time with this one. It's probably the toughest one um, because I, I was leaning toward what Chris was saying as far as Baker. But then I thought about it. And I said, you know, yeah, the Browns have more of a, an established team. You know, um, the coaching was, was was terrible, but they have more of an established team with with their defense looking pretty pretty well. Um, you know, even even prior to giving Denzel Ward, I think Denzel Ward definitely solidified. But even even prior to getting him, they weren't terrible uh, offensively. They weren't terrible. And, and if you look at um, you know what Tyra uh, Tyra Taylor was able to do, though he wasn't great. Um, they were steady. I think Baker took them over the top, of course. But Saquon, I mean, from the from the jump, you were like, this guy is special. There's nothing on the field that you're like, there's, there's a weakness in his game. This guy is just he's, he's phenomenal. I think he uh, has all the tools to be um, one of the greatest to ever do it. So, yeah, he's my, he's my rookie of the year in offense. Uh, my MVP, I've got obviously Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what he did was phenomenal. Um, 
you know, there's there's no there's no question about that. Nothing else needs to be said. Um, comeback player of the year, I'm going with Andrew Luck without question. I wanted to say Gigi Watt, but you know, so many people forget how good Andrew Luck really is because he's been out for so long. But Andrew Luck is ridiculous. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so for me, as far as like a, um, an award that I would like to see, um, I think I would like to see. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna agree with with Chris here, man. I, I would love to see like an offensive lineman of the year award. I mean, that to me would be would be awesome. Like, or even like as an offensive line as a whole, something like that. You know, just like. You know, it's like you said, you know, they don't get credit and they do all the dirty work to do everything. So, um, you yeah, know, and, and on top of the fact that they're athletes, they really are. If you watch these guys play, they're, they're swift on their feet, they're strong, great hands. They can do a lot of things that uh, some of these skilled guys can can do. So, you know, offensive linemen need to get more, more credit. Uh, I would love to see that. So, great to have your picks. And speaking of picks, we're at Super Bowl weekend, people. Super Bowl weekend. And I want to get your picks. And we're going to start with the CEO, Jerome. Who do you got, man? I have... See, I'm I'm going back and forth with this because I don't like the Patriots. But then I don't want the Rams to win at the same time. I don't think um, our uh, partner and uh, Ryan for that. But uh, I uh, I think the Rams are going to win. Mm, I probably I'm going to say like maybe a touchdown. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Give me a score. Uh, thirty four twenty seven. Okay. All right. All right. So Chris, what you got, man? Um, I've also been going back and forth on this. We, uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have struggled against Wade Phillip ran defenses over the past several years. The last time that Brady's lost in the AFC was twice to the Denver Broncos, which was Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator. They match up actually well defensively. They have a very aggressive press corners. If they're able to just press Julia Edelman, Chris Holden on the line, if even want to line up even Marcus Peters or Tlaib on Gronkowski, then that could just buy enough time for Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, and Dominic Sue to go to hit home with Tom Brady. It to me it's all gonna come down to if if Sean McVay is is actually gonna execute his game plan. I think Sean McVay is able to scheme go scheme for scheme with Bill Belichick. If Sean McVay is if Sean McVay is gonna get to a point where he's not gonna outcoach himself and have the Rams winning it. Uh, the Rams winning it 38 to 30. Now let me say okay. one more thing too. Uh, another reason why I want I, I wouldn't mind the Patriots to win is because if the Patriots win, then Tom Brady should retire. I know he's saying he's not, but I want him to retire. Like get out of here. Come on, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely he, I definitely he's agree not there with you to win. That. He's talking about, you know, forty five. So here's the thing. <laughs> I think we all we all echo the same sentiment that is is we've been going back and forth with it. It's it's pretty tough, you know. I'm not going to lie. As much as I can't stand the Patriots and everything like that, it would be really special to witness history. You know, watching Tom Brady get number six that would be ridiculous. Um, you know, and to to be able to say you know I was able to witness that I was a part of that. 
would be something that it'd be great, uh, you know, to talk to, you know, my kids about and everything like that. Um, and I have a weird feeling that the Patriots are going to blow the Rams out. Like, I have, I don't know why, but I have a weird feeling that it's not even going to be close just because of them losing last year um, and the fact that, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulder right now. So I have a weird feeling that it's going to be a blow. And they do but have a young that, they do have a young team that don't have as much experience as, like, you know, I, I mean, obviously last year the Eagles had, you know, experienced team, but they had, like, veterans on the team. You know, Michael Jenkins had a run before. Um, you know, they had uh, Chris Long and uh, um, they had Garrett Blunt. So, like, they had some – Players that been in Super Bowl before, but like the Rams, I think they only have like two people that have been that have been in Super Bowl. They they're extremely yeah. young. They right. also like They also have uh, Dante Fowler, who was on the AFC title title Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon Cooks was also in the Super Bowl last year, but the it's the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They never blow anybody out. That's true. Too. So. It's, yeah, so they all their all Super Bowls have decided by eight points or less. If anything, I don't think this team is much better than it was last year. They still have a lot of defensive issues, and I think Sean McVay is a much better offensive play caller in terms of creativity and scheme wise than Doug Peterson. So, if anything, it's either going to be a close game or I think the now, Rams are going to get the hold job. Hold on, hold on, hold on, folks, hold on. If you just cut me off. I didn't give my pick. Like I said, I have a feeling that they're going to get blown out. I didn't say that they were. I have a feeling. I just have a feeling that they have a chip on their shoulder and that they're going to blow them out. But I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Rams are built to beat the Patriots. One of the ways you beat the Patriots, the only way really to beat the Patriots, is you got to get Tom Brady off his spot. And you have two interior defensive linemen, one who is without question the best in the league, um, who are capable of doing that and pressuring up the middle. Tom Brady is not good moving laterally. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that the Rams are built to beat the Patriots. I think they do so. But with that being said, I think Aaron Donald gets semi-neutralized and Ndamukong Sue has the best game of his career. Did you see that stat that was up? It was um, in the games that um, Tom Brady lost the Super Bowl he had 40% um, pressure or more. So if you get like 4% pressure on him in the Super Bowl, you should win, theoretically. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think the Rams, like I said, I think they're built to do that. That will do it for us at the Air It Out podcast. My name is Avery Collins. For Jerome Jones and Christopher Thomas, go check out the website, www.insidethehashes.com. Follow us on Instagram at Inside the Hashes. Follow us on Twitter at Inside Hashes. And if you want to just chop it up and talk some football, follow us on Facebook at Inside the Hashes Football Talk. This is Avery Collins. Over and out.